It's 2024, a new year, time for a new plan, especially tailored to our ADHD brains. In episode 185, I shared three specific pitfalls <laughs> that our ADHD brains could stumble into if we tried to jump into the new year without being prepared. So today I'm going to address specific fixes to those difficulties. If you haven't listened to 185, you might want to pause this and jump back and listen to that and then join me here. Or, you know, jump in. (laughs) Why not? Right after this. A wise person once said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Well, fish, quit trying to climb trees while getting advice from well-intentioned monkeys. It's time to jump in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. I'm Joy, a professional organizer, mom of four, and fellow fish brain. If you're looking for a place to get understanding, encouragement, and ideas for your home that actually fit how your brain thinks, then I'm glad you're here. Let's ditch the type A advice and embrace what makes our brains and our homes unique. Together, we can have a joy-loving home. All right, you might need to buckle in for this one. I think it's going to end up running a little long because normally I make a few bullet point notes and then just talk off the cuff. This is three pages of notes, still talking off the cuff, but I had a lot to cover. And so you might even want a paper and pencil for this one, although I can give you a reference in the next episode about where to maybe find more about this. So be patient. I just, I needed to get it out there. It's a new year. I know people are chomping at the bit to start. Over the last couple of years, I have done several episodes on planners and how to plan. They're still great episodes. I am just constantly trying to tweak things and engage my brain in new ways and honestly simplify things because I can get excited and creative and then it becomes more complicated than it needs to be. But just as a side note here, if you ever want to search any podcast, it doesn't have to be just mine. I don't know how widely used a site. It's called listennotes.com. Listennotes.com. If you search any podcast on there and then click into it, there is a way to just search within that podcast. So I actually pop into there when I'm looking for a specific episode and I'm not willing to scroll back forever through mine and look. I found my podcast in Listen Notes and I typed in planner all the different episodes I've spoken about a planner pop up. Super helpful. I have seen where people will actually embed that on their websites. And I need to do that, but I'm not quite sure how, you know, me and techie things. So I need to work on that. But just for reference, it pulled up episodes 14, episodes 63, 64, 66, and 69, which are all different times I talked about how I think planners for ADHD brains should work. Again, All super useful, but only really dabble in that if you just need something different from what I'm going to talk about today, because today is my most simplified version of this. So if you've listened to the past, you know I love a good acronym. I call my version of a planner intentionally flexible because I have learned as a mom of four kids with life constantly changing with a husband who would work all the time and he would say he'd be home, but then a meeting would pop up and I thought I was going to rely on him for one of the transportations and then it fell through. Life as a mom with lots of kids in actually only one activity each, but 
times four, <laughs> life is in a constant flux. So I only do my planning in pencil. I'm ready to erase and change things all the time. I am not super consistent. So I hated seeing unused pages when I would fall off the wagon. Because of that, I developed this sort of intentionally flexible planning system that uses a basic monthly calendar where I could write down dates off of school and sports schedules or practices or whatever. And then I like a bullet journal because it's just, it's blank. You could also grab a planner that has blanks where dates would go so that the the lines are all filled in for you if you don't like creating them in your own bullet journal type format. Or honestly, if you've already invested good money, because a lot of those planners are expensive, this system can be used within any planner that you have. You're just going to, you're going to have to be willing to be a little bit rebellious about what's preset for you. (laughs) So, okay, with all that being said, you know I have used the acronyms IF only, the IF being intentionally flexible in the old podcasts only stood for one and done's needs, long-term projects, and you. Still love that. Used it successfully. However, it got complex what I was trying to worry about. Which category does this fit under and what should I do here? And I didn't want to go through all that as much anymore. So then that evolved to an acronym that I called what if. (laughs) The if still being intentionally flexible, but the what was something I wanted to do, something I had to do, and some aspirations. And then I put all those into a tackled list, which is what the T stood for. Again, I enjoyed that one. Also super successful. However, needing even more simplification, needing to constantly sort of tweak things so my brain was energized and excited for a new year. So in 2024, I've moved into making sure I know my why. Yes, the why is an acronym, and we'll get to that in a second. But I don't know how many of you know this, but I actually um, studied journalism in my undergrad. I have a degree in communication (laughs) and teaching certifications that I went into teaching for and real estate license, I dabble. (laughs) Welcome to ADHD Brains. But in that sort of journalism course history and I don't think journalism today is quite like it was back then, but we, my professor was always a stickler on you had to have your who, what, where, when, and why. So what I'm asking you to examine in 2024 is who are you really doing this for? Every time our brains get excited in the new year, it's because we believe we can overcome our challenges. We can become those people we see online who have it all together because that's the right way, right? We're looking to be like someone else. And so I want you to break down and say, who, who am I really doing this for? Who do I need to make this change for? And if you can get yourself to realize you're trying to lean into yourself, your own brain's strengths, and getting some sort of... um acclimation, accommodation, that's the word I'm looking for, accommodation for your own brain's weaknesses, because you need to do this for you. Your who needs to be you and your family. This isn't about anybody else. This isn't following anybody else's system, including mine. This is you trying to figure out how to make the who that is you work to its best potential. 
that is your who. Your what is, I am trying to get my house, my life, my self in order so that what? What is your what is your goal here? If it's more peace, if it's less chaos, if it's more happiness, if it's being able to focus in on the joy and less on the noise, that can be your what. Only you can choose that. When? Do we have specific time goals that we're trying to tackle this in? Is this a journey over the whole year? It's not going to happen overnight, so I hope so. And I have some really cool things planned for how to tackle the time that will help us have some built-in urgency, but that's going to be a later episode. So think about your when. Is it when you listen to my Welcome to 2025 podcast, you realize you've made a lot of changes? You give yourself some time to, to tweak things and do things a little differently. And then your where. I'd love for you to zero in on the where being your home and your small life. And I don't want to say that your life is small, but I think when we narrow in and quit bouncing to all the glittery ideas, we can really concentrate on a small space a little bit at a time so that we can start to see that small space grow bigger and bigger and bigger. But we've got to focus in a little bit. So your where as you're sort of dreaming this up might be a specific spot in your house that grows into a specific room in your house that grows into the next room in your house until by the end of the year, we feel a little more at ease about the space around us. So these who, what, when, and where's that are very specific to you are going to expand into leading to your why. And your why is sometimes because you've just had enough. (laughs) This is the year I've just had enough and I'm ready for a change. And yes, that why is an acronym. The way I've simplified this is a three-step approach. The W is something you want to work on. So for me, like right now, I am also in a group, a membership group uh, that Michael and Smith does it's under she uses the I think she calls herself the nester and I think that just closed I wish I had published this sooner so y'all could have jumped in I'll have to check on that if it's still open I'll put a link in the show notes but she has more of an interior design lean which is something I just find fun but it's hard to worry about interior design when your space is cluttered When I'm asking you to do something you want to do, I want you to dream about, you know, I've been wanting to paint the bedroom, but there's so much yuck in the bedroom that I can't possibly give myself permission or an excuse to work on something I want to do when there's so many things I have to do. Like I don't, I don't want you to limit your want to's because our, our things we have to get done are never going to stop. Spoiler alert, and I hate to do this to you, but Dishes always come back. Dirty clothes always come back. Dirty bathrooms always come back. There isn't a check it all off. It's done. Now let me go do something I want to do. So I'm putting our want to do's first. And there's a very specific reason why I'm putting them first. I'm putting them first because you'll never ever do them. Number one. And number two, if you're waiting around for motivation, 
to start doing the hardest thing first, like we're all told to do, you won't get there. It's really, really hard for our brains to force ourselves to take action. But when we're excited and we're all abuzz with our creativity, we can go get ourselves to do that thing we wanted to do. And then just the sheer motion and the sheer excitement and the sheer, I, I, dang it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint a wall today. And when you go to paint the wall today, you have to move stuff out of the way. And when you move stuff out of the way, you get a little frustrated and you start throwing some things away or giving some things away or putting some things away. All of a sudden, you realize you just did some things you had to do because you were getting to what you wanted to do. That priming the pump, that getting yourself going actually trickles into other activity. And so I like to put the want first. Then the H used to be something you have to do because we all have stuff we have to do. We have to keep the cycle of laundry in flow. We have to get the dishes cleaned enough to get to the next meal. We have to scrub a bathroom from time to time. But I got sick of the word have to because it just drags down those tasks. And so the new H in Y is what would be helpful? What would be helpful to my house right now? What would be helpful to my family? Wouldn't it be helpful to everyone if I took care of this little space? They're not even thinking about it. They're not asking about it. I'm not even doing it because I want any reward for it. I know this is helpful to my family. And guys, if you've got young kids, if you've got middle-aged kids, if you've got older kids, if you can start training them to ask, hey, is there anything I could do that would be helpful to you right now? Teach them that phrase and they'll become wonderful spouses one day. They'll become wonderful sons-in-laws or daughters-in-laws. They'll become wonderful friends that people will ask how you trained your kids up so well. And the, the ticket here is everybody wants to feel useful. Everybody wants to feel like they're needed. And if you can't say, hey, guys, I want you to start asking me how you can be helpful. I know what it's like to be frustrated with like teens who look like they're on devices and aren't helping out around the house and yelling at them. I wish you guys would just be helpful is not the way to go about that. It's not going to be met with a lot of cheery help. But if you were to be in the middle of something and be like, hey, do you have a second? I really could use your help. Oh my gosh, it would be so helpful to me if you wouldn't mind setting the table right now. I've got three things going on the stove and I just want to make sure I don't mess any of them up. Oh my gosh, you would be so helpful to mom if you could work with me to get this one space clear because I really wanted us to play a game after dinner, but I don't even know where we're going to set it. Oh my gosh, you guys would be so helpful before you run off after dinner. Could you just help make sure anything off the table is clear? so that I can go wipe it down at the end of getting these dishes done. You guys don't have any idea how helpful that would be to me. And then praise the helpfulness anytime you catch it. I know it takes a lot of energy to do that kind of positive leaning, but it's so worth it. People love to feel needed. People love to feel useful, even teens. Especially if after the task is done and in the heat of the moment, it might be People are coming over and, oh my gosh, I need you to clear that stuff off the 
table and I need you to clear that stuff out of the living room. And can you please, somebody just vacuum across that rug and can somebody get all of the shoes out of the entryway? And you might sound really bossy in the moment, but then remind yourself after company leaves to say, you have no idea how helpful you were to me today. Can I just give you a hug? It meant so much to me that you pitched in when, when I really was stressed. Things like that reinforce their usefulness. So just think about that. But those are your helpful tasks. Look at your home and start saying to yourself, I'm grateful for it. And I'm humbled that this is a place our family has. And I want to start treating it like a place that I care about. And I know it would be helpful and it would make it a better place if I did X, Y, and Z. And sometimes that's cleaning a bathroom, but it just changes the mindset. And then the why, the why and why, <laughs> as in the letter Y, is you. And the reason I still kept you there is I'm not this big, oh, you know, self-love, you time kind of a person, but I do know people with ADHD have a tendency to neglect even just some basic self-care. And by self-care, I mean, are you washing your face every night? Are you washing your face first thing in the morning? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you taking a minute to stretch or do a little bit of exercise? Or walk outside because it actually will clear and benefit your brain. So keep the why in there because sometimes you do need the recharge. Now I said that was three steps. A want to, something that would be helpful to the home or the family, and something that's there for you. But I know y'all are like, oh, how long is this going to take? I don't have that kind of time. Jordan, my kids are still close and young and not the ages yours are anymore. Or yet. <laughs> Start with a three, two, one. Spend 30 minutes on the want to, 20 minutes on something that would be helpful, and 10 minutes on you. And set timers. A lot of you should have an hour when a baby naps or an hour of literally sticking on a show for your kids. But if you can't get a whole hour, start 30 minutes, 15 minutes on something you wanted to do, 10 minutes on something helpful. In five minutes on you. And then you're like, what can I do in five minutes? You can wash your face in five minutes. You can close your eyes in child's pose and stretch your shoulders out for five minutes. You can read five minutes of a book that you've been wanting to read. Very simplified. Three, two, one. I'm leaning into this this year and I know it seemed like I dumped a whole lot of stuff on you right there. And so you're like, I, I don't. I don't know how this practically will look or work. How do I really, truly set this up? Well, I'm going live in my free group on Monday, January 8th. I'm doing it at noon. It will be recorded if you want to see it again. And if you want to be there to see that, to experience that, you've got to join the group. <laughs> and you do that. I'll put a link in the show notes, but you just literally type bit.ly slash joy loving home community into your browser and you arrive at the Facebook group and I'll let you in. It asks a few questions. Those are ways for me to get new ideas for my podcast and learn a little bit about you and who's following me so I can lean into making sure my topics are relevant to you. And I'll show you how I'm setting it all up. 
this is what our membership is jumping into for 2024. We're going to spend January with the accountability of how does this look every day? How does this look really leaning into it? How can I set 2024 up so that it is a year where I actually see progress? I know it's like, well, I'm giving all this away free. How am I getting anybody to join my membership group? It's because I know you'll get excited about this. And I know you might even set it all up with me during the live on Monday. But I'm not sure you'll actually follow it through for very long. Because we are the kind of people that need accountability. We need somebody checking in on us. We need somebody to be our champion. We need somebody to share our wins with so that we're encouraged to keep going. And that's what the membership group is. The accountability is over there. That's literally what you're paying $10 a month for. And I think those $10 are worth it if you actually were to see progress. And I really believe you can with this simplified three-step system. I'm going to stop there because this literally is probably the longest episode I've had in forever. And I want you to be able to jump in and join the group and be ready for Monday and be ready to see how all this gets set up. And I need to go and finish all the details on what I've been working on behind the scenes so that I can present it well for you. Until next time, continue to choose joy.